Welcome to Bitverse Byte, a weekly podcast about the web industry, tools and techniques upcoming and in use today. My name is Adam Listek, a web developer from Northern California and Central Illinois. Let's get into some news. As I talked about a bit last week, WordPress 4.9.6 has officially been released to the wild. This is a version that includes dedicated page for privacy policy, some data export and removal tools, and all of this is to help you with your GDPR compliance, at least in service of that. Additionally, for some developers, it has an is countable and is iterable polyfill function. And this is to help for upcoming PHP 7.3 and an existing issue with PHP 7.2. So nothing too groundbreaking, but it is different than a regular point release. They don't usually put this much functionality in, but because of GDPR coming up very shortly, they decide that this would be a great opportunity and time that they had to get this kind of uh, functionality in. A free tool that got released this week by Adobe nonetheless is Adobe XD CC. The CC is for their Creative Cloud set of products. This is an alternative tool to Sketch uh, that does very similar things. It allows you to do mockups, wireframes, interactive prototyping. And in the prototyping mode, you can define page transitions and flows to really make for a useful, more realistic view of what the application or website would look like if you're interacting with it. It's a pretty cool tool. It's not perfect, but another good one for the toolbox, especially being free. One final tool that I saw uh, that's not free, but is looks to be really useful, though I haven't actually used it myself, is something called Spirit, uh, and it's a web animation tool. So it helps with CSS animations, page transitions, animations, um, application animations. It's pretty cool looking. Uh, check it out. I'd be curious to see what people's uh, experience with it is. A few links and resources that I found. Sonar Whale. And so this is Sonar Whale, all one word, but without the E. And what it is, is actually a open source website checklist uh, by uh, kind of toolkit uh, by Microsoft. And it's open source. It has an NPM version that you can run on your own servers. And it evaluates a lot of different rules and is yet another useful tool for kind of finding any issues or things that you, be might, you might be missing when coding your site. Definitely check it out. I found a couple of useful tidbits of information in there and I thought it was pretty cool. If you're doing CSS grid layouts, a visual tool to kind of help you do this is something called Layout It. And it's a lot quicker in some ways to generate a complex CSS grid layout just by kind of dragging and dropping the areas that you want to define rather than coding it directly. Though if you have ever done some CSS grid layouts and coding with that, it's really not that bad. But it's pretty cool. Uh, check it out and see if it will help you kind of quickly generate that kind of stuff. You may have heard the tool crunch before if you're doing PNG optimizations, especially if you add this into kind of like your grunt uh, or gulp workflow. What it can do is take a set of files, PNG files, and run a bunch of optimizations on them and output those changes. Well, they just released version 2.0, 
not too long ago. And it has the new ability to run parallel tasks, which really should significantly speed up the routines. I haven't actually tried the newest version, just haven't had a chance to, but the old ones worked really well. Uh, and this should be great if you need to run this against a lot of files. So check it out. So that was a quick rundown of news and links, but I wanted to talk a bit more about a video that was released, uh, or it leaked, it's a little unsure, called The Selfish Ledger. So although I talked about Google I.O. last week, and I don't generally want to make it an all-Google show, though it just so happened that we had two bits of interesting info come out, there was an internal Google X video, and Google X is our kind of moonshot uh, division or group, and they created this video called The Selfish Ledger. And somebody leaked it, or it was released to the public, and it had some interesting concepts that I kind of wanted to touch on. So especially in today's current climate around privacy concerns and the worries around that, this is probably not the most ideal time to kind of have this video come out, as it in many ways was exploring the complete opposite of that. So the idea behind this selfish ledger is that, much like the theory of epigenetics, which is the idea that your life experiences and the subsequent stresses that are caused upon you can cause changes in your gene expression, but not the genes themselves. So much like that, your data and experiences influence your growth and can be recorded into quote-unquote a ledger. Now what Google appears to envision with this idea is that this ledger is kind of like a permanent recording space or record space for all the increasing data about you. Something that travels with you and that other systems can use to personalize services and goals. Notably, they were saying like a Google type of resolutions app, which takes the information contained within and is recorded and then will help guide you towards whatever goal it might be by utilizing Google systems to help do that. And this combined with other individual ledgers, you know, around the world, patterns can emerge that could be used to study and infer information about large numbers of people or the species as a whole. Now, if not looking at this through the lens of reality and with a complete sense of altruism, then the lofty idea could be considered a very cool, interesting one. We already generate mass amounts of data that is disparate and hard to control. What if that was codified into one place and then allowed to be studied in mass for kind of the good of humankind? Well, that's great and all, but history and what we know of human nature tells a very different story of what would most likely happen. Though kind of expanding upon that, what if we took that idea and take a slightly different tact with it? So right now, with all of the privacy issues, and rightly so, what if we looked at the ledger as a way to control your data and information? As a theory, what if using blockchain, you could create a verified but ever-changing record of metadata about you? And then what if each service that you interacted with could request access to a portion of the ledger to record data in it as well? But the minute that you want to move away from that given service, or even just see everything they're storing about you, you could since the user data has to be stored with you and not internally to whatever service you are using. 
Now, granted, some of what Google is talking about is a collection of not just online data, but also physical data and biometrics. But still, the general idea extended in this way could fit. So at first glance, the concept of Google storing all this data about you and interacting with it is less than palatable for many. This is evidenced by what is probably the creepiest portion of the video, where the algorithm can't find, say, a suitable scale online to sell to you. So it takes the initiative, because it knows a lot about you and what you like and dislike, and it's detected that you don't have any weight biometrics. So since it can't find something to sell to you, and it doesn't have this info, it's going to go ahead and create a custom 3D printed option that it can then sell to you because it knows that most likely you will want to buy that based on everything it's learned. There's a lot of somewhat unsettling ideas going on there, notably that Google's AI is going to take a lot of initiative and presume to kind of know what's best for you. But then instead of that, where everything is controlled on Google servers and they are in charge of all of that, what if you move the AI, maybe it's not as smart or as capable, onto your smartphone or device and only allowed to interact with your ledger after having given explicit permission and knowing that the information stays on your device? This is what Google's been kind of working on with their TensorFlow chips that could be integrated into your smartphone. And the TensorFlow chips are dedicated AI optimized chipsets that you can use to run these types of AI systems. And I would think that, you know, this could be extended to this pretty easily because they already know that there is a backlash to the idea of sending all of your voice data up for analysis, for example. So if it could be done on a device and the information stays there, it could help solve that privacy problem, but still provide the useful service. Now, granted, the current state of smartphones, although very good, the amount of computing power available to run these types of AIs may not be there for some of the more intensive tasks, but, you know, perhaps there is a kind of in-between state that you could find that would work out well for that. But in the meantime, this could be a good first step towards it. Now, this all supposes that we would trust that the model that is created is one of great security, that the information that is recorded in there is something that could be very well protected, and that it wouldn't leak out, especially since it could be a lot of very private data. So this is pretty interesting. Um, I find that the initial idea of what they're trying to do is admittedly somewhat all, not all the way there in terms of the privacy and the types of presumptions that Google makes about you. But there's, there's a, a gem of an idea in there in that we could really use this to kind of take control back of data on ourselves and really protect it in a much better way. And then if you, say, wanted to be a part of a larger study, you know, say... Say, for example, you want everyone to take part in a research study of saying, oh, I want to know how often people do X, Y, and Z. Well, then you as an individual could 
offer up your data and know exactly where it goes and how it's used. So I think there is some possibility for some real value in this. But ultimately, the vision laid out in the Google X video at first glance is unsettling and has some serious privacy implications. But extrapolating from there, it really does present some very interesting solutions for privacy and control of data. So I wanted to end there, uh, kind of on an upbeat note, but thinking that, hey, what more could we do with this kind of ledger idea? So something to think about. So follow this podcast on Twitter at bitvbyte and Facebook at slash bitvbyte. Thank you for listening, and please join us next week.